0: Hello and welcome to What in Nation, Tar Heel Blog's hot take podcast. This week, we're going to discuss suspensions for the South Carolina game, people being weirdly upset about lighting a clock tower, and make some predictions for UNC's first game of the season. My name is Tanya Bondurant and with me today is Brandon Anderson. Brandon, how are you doing?
1: I'm here, I'm all right. Football season is officially upon us and I'm trying to brace myself. I'm hoping to have fun this year and not cry in the car like I have been the past couple of years.
0: That's really all we can all do. Speaking of football being upon us, I don't know if this is just me and I've tried to block out literally everything from last season, but I was kind of surprised to relearn that Carolina had people suspended for the first half of the South Carolina game because of the nonsense that happened at the end of the NC state game.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not just you. I was listening to the Carolina insider podcast and they brought it up and I almost swerved a little bit and hit something because I was like, wait, what people are suspended. And then I remembered, Oh, right. Cause that game got ridiculous for like no reason. And Now we got to pay for it months later. So, yeah, Patrice, Renee, I believe, and Dominique Ross are out for the game, which the one that hurts the most is Dominique Ross because the linebacker core is already pretty thin. That's already a concern that was there from the start of things, and now we have Chaz Surratt starting?
0: Because why not?
1: Because why not? Now, I guess we should keep in mind it's only for one half, but also for this being such a – um, we don't know what's going to happen here with this game. The, everything's just so – like there. there's no film for South Carolina to watch. There's no film for us to be familiar with. And so there's already so many questions. So to throw in one of your best defensive players not playing for the first half, I just think that it, it just adds on to the, I don't know what to expect from this.
0: I'm personally glad that we're just still invested in like high stress Carolina football, because it comforts me to know that at least that has not changed.
1: It definitely hasn't. I kind of wish that it would change because I don't think my blood pressure could take it anymore, but it is what it is. We'll hopefully get through it. I mean, in this first game, it seems like a lot of people are picking South Carolina anyway, which isn't necessarily a reason to just ride off this game by any means. UNC can still win it, but at the same time, it's also one of those things where It's the first game of the season. It's not the biggest deal, but it is something that the team's going to have to deal with. It's something that fans are going to have to deal with. And yeah, it it should be really interesting.
0: It is the first game of the season, but I think it's also an important like, emotional thing just because we have dealt with two... Really, really frustrating seasons, and getting a win early against South Carolina would go a really long way toward actually, you know, finding some good feelings about Carolina football on the actual field. I know Mac Brown has done a pretty good job of making the program have a lot more optimism in general, but seeing that translate to on the field results would be really nice. And it's just frustrating that like a holdover from before puts that in any kind of jeopardy, just because I think we would all like to cleanse ourselves of any thought of the last two seasons. And this is like the little nagging part that doesn't allow us to fully do that yet.
1: Yeah. It really feels like the ghost of Larry Fedora pretty much coming into the locker room and throwing stuff around and giving somebody a wedgie in a way. And then just running out of the room giggling.
0: They were celebrating. We were celebrating. What were you celebrating, Larry? Uh, We weren't celebrating. There was
1: no celebration. Oh my God, I forgot about that. He really tried saying they were celebrating. We were celebrating. It was a celebration. You don't celebrate with your fists. I'm just <laughs> saying. You do not celebrate sorry, with
0: your like, fists. I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep dragging this man truly, sort of. But like it, this just reminded me of that all over again. And I was just mad all over <laughs> again. We were celebrating. They were celebrating. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Larry. Like, Do you often celebrate? By smacking your friends is is that is that the move? Is that what's hot in the streets
1: it, it just it was like the cherry on top of what was Larry Fedora's claim to fame of ducking and dodging and hitting the matrix on confronting anything that had to do with giving specific detail about anything He could have just said, one of my players got mad one of the state players said something they threw a fist or vice versa celebrating celebrating
0: also what were he, you celebrating what were you And celebrating? then he said he, he he said they he turned around and answered that question with we weren't celebrating so it it remains a mystery mysterious suspensions these are
1: yeah i i am very thankful that at minimum we at least have Mac Brown who will pretty much tell you his life story for three hours straight as a, as opposed to Larry Fedora who told you absolutely nothing in like the five minutes that he opted to talk. I just I couldn't take it anymore. Once again, like you said, not trying to drag the man, but also it was just those last couple of years were very frustrating times indeed.
0: They really were. Speaking of NC State people getting upset, our next order of business has to do with maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know, but like it seems like the most ridiculous thing in the world to me. Apparently, some people are upset that Carolina is going to light the bell tower blue after wins because someone already has a copyright on lighting bell towers or something. And I just don't understand. Please help Brandon. Please help.
1: I wish I could help. I mean, apparently I have to help call the police department because there has been a crime of the act of lighting a tower when another school has done it before but, yeah, this is classic case of, ha, we're trying to get you up for something. You're, we're going to win this battle type shenanigans from state. They're not winning anything by pointing this out. And if you, so in the Twitter or the, sorry, the tweet that was sent out by Carolina Football, there was a bunch of state people being like, hmm, wonder where they got that idea from and then texas people jumping in and being like texas (laughs) which is perfect because it also goes to show that mac brown carried over some type of tradition from texas so like this isn't the strangest thing to just come out of nowhere in terms of tradition goes he went to a different school found something he liked and brought it over that's something that one should expect to see from coaches that have been at different schools apparently nc state didn't see it that way or at least their fans didn't and decided to pop out of nowhere and share their feelings which god bless debbie Yao not being here for this can you imagine
0: oh i can't imagine and i don't like to
1: I feel like she just would have done the whole thing where she quote tweets it with the eyeballs given the side eye. And it's just like, stop, please
0: stop. She, she would have. And I understand that there are some traditions that are very inherent to some schools and that it would be weird to copy that. If Carolina decided to send their team out to enter sandman it would be weird virginia tech has that already if there are so many things that are just like this school does this and it's theirs i don't feel like lighting a building is one of those things particularly not when i'm sure you can find that at any number of schools I don't think Carolina is claiming that they're the first or anything like that. They're just saying, hey, this is the thing we're going to do. And I don't understand why that's a big deal. It's just weird to me. It feels like people popping up out of nowhere to be like, hey, this is our thing because we have no other thing, which is a very NC State mentality. Just saying. But it's dumb. It's really, really dumb.
1: It's really, really dumb. And quite honestly, it's not even like, it's such a not big deal. I mean, when I found out about it, I was just like, okay, that's cool. The lights look really good. Hopefully we get to actually see that this year. Those were pretty much my thoughts. It wasn't like, oh my god, this is an amazing tradition that is about to happen, and it is like the best thing ever, and it's ours and only ours. So, for anybody outside of the program to make any kind of spectacle out of it is just weird. Because it's like, at least for me personally, I don't care that much. It's a cool little detail to the se- that's being added to the season, but I don't. It it doesn't do anything for me, but also it probably means more to the players than it's ever going to mean to me because I'm sure they're going to get some type of pleasure out of going by that tower and seeing it lit up after they beat down a team.
0: Yeah, and I just think that giving this too much attention is like letting them win a little bit. So that's kind of why I am... Like okay, we we can like address that this is a thing and then move on because it's just like so not worth even addressing in my opinion. But it's just very weird and it just kind of continues this super strange obsession that feels very one sided. And I know NC State people will disagree that it's one sided, but. It it seems pretty one sided, because I yeah. mean I personally could not even tell you that NC State lights up any kind of built like I don't care and I don't want to care and I don't want to know because I don't want to devote any part of my brain to that school. So that's me.
1: Yeah. I kind of forgot about it until they mentioned it. And I was just kind of like, okay, I guess you guys do do that. Good for you.
0: Good for yep. you. Congrats. You have the power to use lighting. Proud of you.
1: They better not find out about my Philips Hue lights. Cause whoa, boy. I will be in some trouble.
0: You light your living room up in Carolina blue for games, and clearly that is disrespectful of the NC State tradition.
1: It is so disrespectful, and I will continue being disrespectful because this isn't UNC-related, but anybody listening, Phillips, Hue lights are awesome, and you should get some. Just saying
0: hashtag not sponsored i guess
1: not sponsored there's no money that i am getting they're only getting all of mine it's a very sad situation
0: well now that we have talked entirely too much about nc state we should give our predictions for what the biggest surprise of the south carolina game is going to be Brandon, I will let you go first.
1: So I've been going around in circles in what I thought the biggest surprise might be. And I think right now I'm probably leaning towards how the wide receivers might play this Saturday. Because I feel like that's just one of those areas where they haven't gotten enough attention and there's some good talent on the basically on the team that I feel like I I think it's going to be a chance for them to kind of show off what they can do the running game is going to be able to give them a lot of opportunities to kind of break free of the defenses like they're not going to have a chance to basically as long as they continue to run the ball and destroy South Carolina that way, or at least attempt to, then they're all going to kind of shrink in and UNC is going to have a chance to burn them. And I think that there might be a player or two that'll do a good job of doing that. So I think that might be the biggest surprise. Um,
0: Tanya, what do you think? So I'm coming in with, a very hot take but that's what this podcast is about so why not right i think that sam howell will play almost the entire game against south carolina and he will do better than anyone thinks i have nothing to back that up it is just a hunch it is just a prediction It could be very wrong, but the winds of football prognostication have blown and they have made me have a weird amount of faith in Sam Howell.
1: Now, let me ask you this. Do you feel like if Jace Reuter were to start this game, would he do any better than what you think Sam Howell will do?
0: No. Again, indeed, it may just be for this game, but I have a weird amount of faith in Sam Howe. I think Ruder uh, will be fine when he plays, but I think that Hal, I think that Hal will surprise people based on absolutely nothing other than that is what I'm feeling in my jellies or whatever Detective Pikachu said.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm really hoping he has a good game. One thing that I'm a little concerned with or concerned about when it comes to him is just if the offensive line can protect him well enough for him to be able to do anything. Um but we'll see how that goes. I mean that that's pretty much where a lot of my focus is going to be for much of the game is how well he's protected and how well they're able to block up front for the running backs because I haven't heard the best things about the offensive line so far. Um, But if they can give him a good pocket to where he can make his throws, I think you're onto something. I think he will be able to do better than people think. Um, It's just – That's the rough part about being a quarterback. And I've been saying this for years. A lot of it is so dependent on what your offensive line can do. You could be the best quarterback ever and look like trash because you can't get anybody on the block for you.
0: I like how your biggest surprise was like this well-reasoned thing. And mine was just a feeling in my jellies.
1: Hey, we are here. In this podcast, the What in Tarnation podcast for all of the feelings in your jellies. That sounded really weird. Let's forget I said that. <laughs> but still, we're here for the feelings in your jellies.
0: I mean, we all reach our conclusions different ways, I guess.
1: We do. And I mean, it should be a fun game. I'm looking forward to it. If nothing else, we're going to get a glimpse of what this team can do. And like you said, it's important because we're all in desperate need to get past the past few years of discretions and things like that. So that kind of leads into the game predictions. So Tanya, game Saturday. Is it at 3.30?
0: It is at 3.30,
1: yes. Yes, 3.30, Bank of America Stadium, Charlotte. If you are in the Charlotte area or if you have means of getting to Charlotte, I recommend you go. Cheer on the Tar Heels. Cheer loud because South Carolina is really close to Charlotte, and God knows that they're probably going to load up the place. At any rate, um, Tanya. Do you have a score prediction for this game?
0: I do. I think that it will be a relatively close game. But I think that Carolina will win 31-28. to 28.
1: You know what's funny is that's really close to the score that I came up with only – I have UNC losing.
0: Lack of faith.
1: It it's definitely one of those I have to see it to believe it type things for me. Still, I think I really want them to win, but I just I need to see that they are ready to stop losing the first game of the season, especially against a Power Five team.
0: See, I I I have just decided that I'm going to manifest the wins internally
1: maybe if we maybe if we all did that then it would just instantly catapult things into the right direction and we can stop feeling the pain that we have felt for so so long
0: i feel like it can't hurt because sometimes you just have to like see the result that you want in your mind and that's like half the battle or something So the result I want to see in my mind is Carolina actually winning. And that's what I've decided to believe until further notice. Call me at like 345 Saturday and see if that's still intact.
1: (laughs) Indeed. Yeah. My final score prediction is going to be 28 to 35. I think Carolina is going to probably have the lead for a little bit in the first half, and then things will kind of just get way too close and South Carolina will ultimately find some nonsense look a way to win. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that I'm doing like some kind of reverse jinx thing, but that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. I do think that From there, things should start looking up a little bit when they play Miami, hopefully. I don't know. They looked kind of good the other night, but also they didn't look good for the whole game. So that's probably reason enough to be a little hopeful, but we'll see.
0: I feel like Miami might low-key be tougher than South Carolina. So I have to believe in this one because I feel like the next one is definitely at least as challenging, if not a little bit more challenging.
1: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. It's definitely my, I have no reason to think this way, but I'm going to try to think this way type scenario for me, I guess.
0: It's a valid point. And the baby Ram knows that we've all been beaten down by football and. It has stolen away our optimism, so I don't think anybody can blame anyone for needing to see wins before they believe in wins.
1: This is very true. This is very true. So what we do plan on doing, win or loss, Tanya, is um, we should be back on here for a post-game podcast. that sound about right?
0: That does sound right. We're going to bring you some hot takes from the game. Basically, our rapid reactions from everything that happened. And you can either celebrate with us or commiserate with us via podcast.
1: Yes. And Tanya, where can we find you on Twitter?
0: I am on Twitter at Tanya Bondurant. And I am usually also the voice behind at Tar Hill blog.
1: Great. And you can find me at THB Brandon. And once again, stay tuned this week. We'll have a bunch of content rolling up, rolling out up until the game. And then we will follow it up with recaps, podcasts, whole nine yards. This is where everything gets fun. So keep on checking in to get all the updated content And hopefully you enjoy the rest of this week. Prepare for game day, be loud, and go Heels.